Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's grand podcast. It's a chat between two non-racists. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. This week we're going to talk about um, growing up because I have been thinking about, and I think this... There's, there's a sort of institutional idea, there's a societal idea that we all need to get serious at a certain age and stop being so frivolous. And and really, I mean, you're, you're too... It's sort of like a lot of that, the voice of the Jacob Rees-Mogg types is a sort of condescending, well, if you were a grown-up like me, you would understand that this much yeah, yeah, too yeah. complicated for your tiny mind. But um, shouldn't it be a goal that we are able to be a bit childish and a bit silly and a bit frivolous as part of our day-to-day lives and not feel like we haven't grown up? I, I think that's a very important part of everyday life. <laughs> Not growing up. <laughs> well, it just occurred to me this morning that, like Sharon and I, we're just we're just like two kids sometimes. Sitting there just like, just I don't know. It's not highbrow humour a lot of time. <laughs> it's very stupid, and I guess it's nice because we we're safe with each other to be like you know. Sometimes we we I think we show each other the ten year old, you know. Um, and also, but then also the other, the flip side of that is like, if you do have a bit of a falling out, like at the school of life preaches this idea that when in those situations, we need to remember to talk to the child and remember that it's the, probably the child that is having some sort of weird reaction. <laughs> right. And so there's no point trying to talk to the yeah, grown up yeah, at yeah. that point when someone's got like, wants to sulk, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So, yeah. So, th- so there's lots, I think, yeah. um, I think there's a sort of capitalism angle in all this as well like grow you have to grow up and serve your overlords and stop worrying about what you want and your dreams i agree i think remaining playful Mm. is also an act of civil disobedience (laughs) (laughs) because you know this idea this i think that's what stops you challenging authority a small child a child, you know, this concept of what's fair, what's not fair, it's really strong. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, 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 that concept of what I, well, I don't want to do that. Yes. And why? And that is my argument. It's not, it's not because, there's no because, it's because I don't want to. Yeah. And I think that's a really important part of being safe in life. Yeah. No. And, and the idea that, the, the, the condescending idea that, Growing up means learning that life isn't fair. Yeah, that serves nobody but the capitalist machine. Exactly. So tell me... um Tell me a little pithy story, Ivanka, for the start of the episode before we do uh, do the work. How's it going? Should have some notes again. <laughs> oh, I know what I should tell everybody, because they'll be noticing how amazing the sound quality is this week. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> some inside baseball. I upcycled a shutter and made it into a soundboard that's behind me. And it's covered in beautiful material with a Mexican cactus motif. I thought, it was, a, I thought it was a headboard for the bed, but now I'm realising, no, it's a sound thing. 
Is it just for audio? Is it just for acoustic? Disappointingly, <laughs> I thought they were mushrooms, but then they turned out to be cacti. I'm seeing mushrooms uh, everywhere. It's, it's, it's quite the... They're everywhere in my house. The, the bonus element that we realised, because we've added this bed into the office, because uh, we've realised there's enough space, and Nick made the bed. I made then this... But the, the, the purpose of a lot of, of the, that board was for sound. And then we realised, because we don't have a TV here, mm. and we always sit there peering at the laptop watching a movie is that we can then make that into essentially a sofa so it's more it's also a backrest so we can sit on the bed stroke sofa and watch a movie on a big screen in the office how exciting is that wonderful in Barry. the office why are you watching <laughs> movies in the office this doesn't sound right well this, because it has a big screen i'm not carrying my big computer screen into the living oh, right. area okay watch killing eve um, watch that. Is it? Is I mean, is it actually Killing good? Eve is great, great telly. Is it? Is it? It is. Is it? It is. Is it good? It is. It, All right. Is. Well, we're uh, we're uh, we're 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 looking for something. So I will report back on my uh, findings. Because uh, I'm not sure that we quite overlap in our TV tastes. But uh, let's see. I'll give it a look. Uh, we've been watching AP Bio, which is uh, it's it's. it's the premise is fun. It's a a, Har- a disgraced Harvard professor that ends up teaching some like high school kids, but he just he just walks into the room and talks about his own problems, <laughs> and that's the lessons. Them trying to AP help him bio. get back at his uh, rival. I don't know where, what what it's on, but um, that was just that's the last thing we watched. Also, um, but Queer Eye was amazing. And my favourite one was the Disabled But Not Really episode. I think that's probably my favourite Queer Eye episode. And just, oh my God, multiple cries. Uh, well, I'll make one more telly reference. Nick watched What the Health this week. Oh, what's that? It's a documentary about... Uh, I, should, I should have mentioned this in the last episode, actually. It's a documentary about uh, the food, meat and milk industry in America land. Sounds gruesome. It's pretty gruesome. It helps you understand <laughs> why eating meat and dairy is not a good idea, if it, especially if it's from an unregulated source, <laughs> such as the whole of the United States of America. Um, Nick was like... Uh, my, my cousin was also staying here. She watched it. And she was like, I don't know what to eat now. I don't know what to eat. <laughs> like, what can I eat? Is anything safe? Um, anyway, so that's yes. that happened. Okay. Anyway, how are you, Michael? Um, shall we? Um, can I? Can I? I've been working on it. Um, this week, I've been working on um, my happiness app. Like, what's the next iteration of it going to yeah. be? So I've done a big old brainstorm and some ideas that I wanted to do. Um, but it, it sort of evolved a little bit. So what was what was interesting was I, was I saw that I noticed that us two, who were a bit of an iOS app powerhouse, they made Monument Valley had have basically made the next version of my app already. Although they have missed out the random sampling, which I think is fundamental to the idea. But they have got us. They've got some of the things that I was going to add into Happiness. So Happiness is my app that just pings you every day and asks you how you are and then you rate your mood out of you know plus minus five kind of thing and then just sort of put some note write a diary entry and sort of add some tags in um and i saw that us two had made their own version and they've got a bit more marketing behind it and they have added in some cognitive behavioral like thinking errors stuff into there as well which um, was what i was thinking would be the next logical thing to add into mine like so i've been thinking about how i want to where i want to move it Uh, but what i think has been most interesting about 
the happiness tracking for me is how when I make a change, it really helps me see that that was a positive change or not. So when I quit drinking, my app, like just the balance of it just went so much greener. Um, just like it just I could just see. And now that just really cemented that decision in my brain as like a really good one. And also I've had this thought about like I, don't, I didn't necessarily want to be always talking to sort of depressive people as part of my day to day life because it does rub off on me. And, and I was thinking, well, maybe maybe this isn't a CBT app. Like, and it never was really supposed to be, but like us two have gone down that sort of CBT route. Um, but what I think is, I'm thinking more in terms of it's something like, let's make a change and just measure whether it worked. And also mm. target it at people who are at that like 55 grand, like money, enough money threshold where they're realizing that like there's more to life than than earning more money. And like that helping people in that search for meaning instead of, just like instead of actually trying to cure sort of chronic mental health problems, um, yeah. which I think like it's a different sort of thing. So what I wanted to do, one thing was simplify the tracking. And I did realize that I want people to be able to do it on their Apple Watch as well, if that's the audience. So you just need I just want you to be able to sort of swipe and, and you've got some data because uh, at the moment you have to sort of launch it and do a thing, even though it's quite quick. But I was working on the, the user interface sort of evolved. And I was like, oh, hashtags, that's how you tag things, isn't it? So then I ended up with this sort of hashtag interface and you can just rate each tag as happy like positive or negative and then that gives me an awful lot of data i can graph and then i was thinking okay well that gives me an instant gratification um mechanic in that i can import your tweets and do sentiment analysis oh. on that with machine learning and pull out all the hashtags and then i've got you can say okay donald trump got elected then let's have a look <laughs> watch how my mood changed right and do it like to the like around like a month around it or whatever two months and then that would instantly give people like some insight some some data because the problem with my happiness app has been that like oh well you've got to kind of use it for a month or two before it starts to really have any value but if i can import yeah, tweets yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's kind of where i am now and then i was thinking about data visualization and i thought oh, do you know it'd be kind of awesome as if it sort of went into an augmented reality mode and you could sort of do a bit of an iron man pan around kind of so a system and this is all stuff that i reckon can get me on that apple stage on that keynote stage <laughs> if i can pull that, it off your... well it's the way to sell apps is help apple sell new phones right so and as 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 and as capitalist trap as that is at least it would be something that and then I kind of bring people into the mood tracking thing. So, yeah, this is your public thing. But actually, really, to get good data, you need to be tracking your private uh, mood things and you'll get better quality data. And I can do the same happiness mechanic with this kind of upgraded thing where it's um, it works on a watch and it's a lot more sort of smart about how it does the tagging and things like that. And then um, I think I think I think, you know, I've spent like two, four days thinking about it and it's it's something cool is coming into focus. I think that would be, it has the potential to be one of those things where everyone would just install the app just to try out that first thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, in a positive, I mean, that's a positive, yeah, yeah, yeah. not, and then uh, that could well get, be quite a hook. 
Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested. Mind basically is all hashtag climate crisis. Or yeah. there might be a, like an evolution where it was like hashtag climate change, hashtag climate, hashtag climate crisis, hashtag <laughs> yeah, yeah, climate yeah. emergency, <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> yeah, you just want to see. Uh, but I just love the idea of kind of here's the here's the point in time, and you can just set up multiple of those, and you can set up like the the yeah. range, and then like just kind of see, okay, did that work? And then you can you know, and and I think it comes from people have seen on Instagram that that someone's made a nice chart of themselves. And people love charts and stuff. Anyway, so that's that's what I'm working on at the moment. Great. So feel free Sounds to good. steal my idea if you think you can handle it, because I don't reckon you can do as good a job as I can. So <laughs> just try it. Although obviously us two did do quite a their version is a lot more polished than mine, but fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just one <laughs> they had guy. A team, I got a team. Um, okay, so that's that. Yeah, been working on the app. Objectives of growing up, I have been suffering from this thing of okay, I've got to figure out how to make some money, and I'm not getting paid reliably every day. So there is, it is sort of harder to make time to procrastinate in the day when you're like every single hour counts, and so I must be learning things all day. Right, I've got to figure out how Swift UI works. I've got to figure out how Core ML works. I've got to, and it's enjoyable as well, like to kind of learn new things and sort of spend all day trying to get something to work. But I just put in a new daily thing for myself, which is play for half an hour every day. So what I'm thinking is like after lunch, just play, like no stakes, like probably, you know, play some music. Play some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do something that has no output. Purpose. No purpose. Yeah, do yeah. something pointless for half <laughs> yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just point... Every day. really pointless. Yeah, it's a good and, idea. And that's, that's, um, that's another one of the things that made me want to talk about growing up. One of my favourite memories of my dad was when we drove out of the former Yugoslavia, mm. having left at five o'clock in the morning yeah. and that, packed our belongings and driven across. We crossed the border into Austria and my dad bought us a... He actually bought a bottle of Coca-Cola, which was a massive treat. And we all... <laughs> free advertising. So, bought, so we all had some Coca-Cola and then he turned to the Yugoslav border and like smacking his head with it and going and blowing a raspberry so it was like (laughs) (laughs) we've managed to get out my father was incredibly good at making remaining playful and silly when life was a bit tricksy and Mm. I think that's a great I think that if if he's passed on anything to me I think that's something I don't always get pull it off but it's definitely something I try to try to do yeah um so yeah well that's kind of that's in contrast to my upbringing which i think i think the patriot i was just thinking about it like the patriarchs of my family were my grandfathers i would say were both serious men who it's it was all about 
business and then I guess after work just get drunk kind of thing <laughs> just like low level alcoholism <laughs> just just kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, fall yeah. asleep in a chair with a drink that was kind of their I th- I don't know so much about my other grandfather but like certainly I, I think that was I mean he was Irish so presu- sorry I'm, I'm not going to say that um, I don't know about my <laughs> other I don't know about my yeah I, I already promised that we weren't racists so <laughs> I'm not going to attribute alcoholism to ethnicity uh, country of origin um i but so so it was weird how that kind of filtered through my father having a lot of problems uh, well a lot you know sort of those sustained unemployment and it was ironic that i was being instilled with this you've got to be serious kind of it's all very well and i i sometimes think i was more supported than i remember in like pursuing music and and sort of uh, quote frivolous activities that don't mean anything that aren't important versus well make sure you study a serious subject and so that you have a backup plan and you can get a good job you know that that's sort of yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. the mission that's the goal in life and that's re- that's what really matters all this other stuff is nice it's a nice to have but it's not important. And then it's so sort of ironic that he spent so much of his time like playing Tetris and like actually doing completely frivolous stuff, just due to like this sort of depressive mindset. Like just, due, but at the same time imposing that kind of idea that this was worthless as well. I think like games are a problem because they, I don't know, like some computer games. It's like let's uh, let's not sink too much of our time. When I talk about like play, yeah. I don't want it to just be just mindlessly. Um, it's not mindless, but no, it's it's I, someone else yeah. is guiding you through it. It's not really a sort of creative, personal no, pl- kind of... playing a game is, like, it's not... I don't think... That's quite... There's an interesting point, because mm. as you've been talking about this, I've been thinking about having my very own four-year-old gaming, you know, playing coach who lives in our house, mm. who's like... Yeah, and we do play with her. My parents played with me, I play with my child, and it's fun, because yeah. she can make a game out of anything. Yeah. Um, you know, like we, uh, you yeah. know, the other day we got some juggling balls and she was like, right, uh, you have to say which colour it's going to land on on the rug. Mm. And suddenly we've got a game going and there's a, we're taking turns and blah, blah, blah. But, but then mm. I was thinking, because she's got quite into Uno now, is that what we mean what by is. play? Because uh, it's a card game, very popular with the children. Mm. Um, she's got the junior version and the grown-up version. You basically, it's a card game anyway, doesn't matter what the rules are. Yeah, Uno is a card game that you can Google, um, and that you <laughs> that uh, I probably don't know the rules well enough anyway. So yeah, uh, because my child just changes them, going no, 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 <laughs> you can't do that, yeah. and she's not very competitive, which is quite entertaining. Anyway, mm. so having this play, this person in the house that plays, yeah. and that is her job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it, we 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 do end up playing, you mm. know, passing the ball, you know, just. Yeah playing well that sounds good fun that sounds nice <laughs> it's nice um it's, uh... going back to my grandfathers i think it's sort of ironic that maybe there was a bit of cognitive there was a bit of a sort of i keep saying cognitive dissonance there was a bit of cognitive dissonance in my house around the importance of working and the fact that you know my father was unemployed for quite a lot of my formative years and um that sort of just i think a lack of acceptance of the value of play and of the value of frivolity and the importance of that was something that probably made it very much harder um to be in that situation um 
But the, the sort of most tragic story to me, and I, I will talk about it because I know that it's already been on another podcast. There's a Tim and Tom solve your problems with, that my brother wrote into on the Complete Guide to Everything. I just randomly heard, and he talked about like he he was a successful beatboxer um, in his twenties. So he was doing world tours. He was playing in Ibiza. He was like getting paid thousands of pounds for a show. Like he was he was doing it. Um, but he had, and I think they're between a couple of factors, but I think it was a bit like more show-off, crowd-pleasing, probably was starting to get a bit repetitive. But he, he sort of wrote into this other podcast and said, like, I, I, he got a flash of, like, I don't want to be 40 and all I can do is make stupid noises with my mouth. Um, and, and on the first, you know, first impressions, it's like, yeah, I guess so. So he became a plumber, he retrained, and now he does that. I don't think he super... I mean, I think he, obviously, like, doing something that affects your... You know, that, that, that sort of um, rewarding, in its, rewarding in itself. And I think he's, you know, he's doing pretty well out of it. Um, but I've just been thinking about, like... I mean, wouldn't that be the a wonderful coup in life wonderful if you thing. could just make yeah, stupid yeah, yeah, little yeah. noises with your mouth for like a couple of days yeah, yeah. a week and then like do whatever you want? Like, why? What is it about our upbringing that was like? Why does why does everything have to be serious in order to be valid? And obviously, I you're the wrong I... person to ask because that's not how you were raised. <laughs> So it's I, not really I, how. Um, but I, but I know I what I mean on the subject. So I had music lessons yes. always. I always had to have music lessons. Yes. I always had to be doing a sport, mm. and I had to do well in school. Yeah, I didn't have to be top of the class. That was my driver. <laughs> I that was an internal thing. Yeah. But I did have to go do my homework. You know, do well in school. Learn. It wasn't really yeah. about homework learn you have to learn you have to learn how to play an instrument because i didn't have the opportunities to learn how to play an yeah. instrument when i was a kid i grew up in vitina in head school now <laughs> i if i was i was lucky if i got a stick to bang on a stone okay. all right i'll go and practice yeah. <laughs> it's like um and the, and a sport yeah. always something you know whatever it didn't really matter and that was not not competitive it was just like you've got to be fit and healthy and you've yeah. got to move um, and so, uh, but this, there was always this arch smart, you should, you need, uh, you need, uh, you know, to study something proper. Yeah. You know, maths. I wanted to do maths and philosophy. What's the point of that? You'll just end up being a teacher. You could be, a, you could do electronics, electronics. Now that's really mm. interesting. And then you can, you know, like you can yeah. work anywhere in the world, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so yeah, this serious, but it, but it was the, the, the having a proper profession, uh, I think in my dad's philosophy was much more about it was more about freedom, yeah, not about conform. He was not a conformist at mm. all, and I think that in a in a you know some parts were positive, some were negative. Um, I suppose I could have become really straight mm. after having a father like that, just as an act of rebellion. <laughs> but well, I think I, we I, he did much it in quite into a. Our, uh, <laughs> Like one way or another. Yeah, I do. Honestly, yeah. I walk around the house. I'm like, shit. That's my dad would say that. Turn yeah. off the lights. No, we can't buy that. It's a waste of money. <laughs> no, you don't need another one of those. Put oh, it away. Oh God. Um, um, but yeah, I am. I am my dad and my mum. Sorry, gr mother. Gr growing You're up not wise. Growing up wise. <laughs> and my mum. You're your mother. Yeah, yeah. I'm on my mum too. Don't worry, yes, mother. Okay. <laughs> um, in in terms of growing up. 
I, I remember, um, like, uh, this is something, like, my stepmom would say, like, every so much. She's like, I don't feel like a grown-up, you know, and you sort of hear that from, you know, someone 20 years old, and you're like, well, for 25, 30. Um, it's like, um, I, yeah. I think there is um, something, part of that is, like, we don't certainly I didn't ever have like a rite of passage that sort of marked my transition from boy to man. And I think I would have liked something like that. Like I get I didn't even I don't know, I was such a self conscious, shameful teenager that but you know, I never got even like taught to shave or anything like that. I never really had any sort of milestone moments that were sort of like, Okay, now you're a man. So I just had to sort of go, Okay, well I guess I guess I am. Like, at a certain point, I was like, I guess I'm a grown-up now. Um, I think one of those... I think the only one was, like, OK, you've got to leave... Like, leaving home and going to have to do my own laundry. I think admin is a signifier of grown-upness in my life. <laughs> Opening my post. Uh, I don't admin. really open... I don't like to open post. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I leave it piling up. And yeah. then I go, oh, shit, they've cancelled my company registration. <laughs> oh, I, I, to me, that is my... Admin is my indicator. When I've done my admin, I feel very grown up. Yeah. When I've done paperwork. Admin is it's so utterly and I That's why you that's why um that's something that that, that we rewatched Marie Kondo, like Sharon hadn't actually seen it, like I'd watched all of them without her. But um we watched them again and a lot of that like is I think the value of what she's offering is you turn this thing that's admin that you want to be over as quickly like the first episode is this is this family that have um they're sort of so under pressure and the husband's working like 60 hours a week and and the wife just feels too busy to do anything and it's like as an attempt to improve things it's like pays someone to do the laundry then they go, kind of go through this process and now they've turned laundry from being a an empty time-consuming admin task into being something that they all do together that they actually kind of do mindfully and sort of fold and put things away neatly and and that's that yeah. is a thing and now i've turned my laundry into instead of it's like oh god i've got to just take this stuff just throwing stuff throwing stuff off the off the rack just into the drawer i mean i did pair my socks at least i'm that enough of a grown-up to do that but now i like i'm like okay i'm going to take my half an hour of putting my clothes away and i and now and i've got i've turned it into a thing where i sort of open the window wide and listen to the just be kind of like see the people walking past in the street and just kind of connect with with that world a little bit more i don't even put a podcast on but i just sit there and sort of fold my laundry and i turn it into a an actual legitimate activity instead of a thing that needs to be just done as an afterthought often while drunk i think was probably how i did it in the past like wait until i'm too drunk to do anything else and then just do the admin tasks then um which obviously that's the i mean that's the other uh, marker of um maturity isn't it i think the way we do it is just like okay now you're allowed to just get drunk um now you're allowed to <laughs> yeah, drink yeah, yeah, your yeah. problems away and you're an adult now you're a man you can drink a pint of beer without throwing up over someone congratulations, congratulations. um yeah it's not my favorite idea of it you know i sort of <laughs> when i uh, quit drinking and after reading this book and sort of looking at the world through the lens of someone that uh, if you suddenly look at the world through the lens of someone who sees alcohol as a poisonous addictive substance then you kind of pass an off license you see these temples to this 
poison everywhere. It's quite sad. And I was like, I wish our society wasn't so insistent that people learn how to tolerate this poisonous, addictive substance at a young age, as young an age as possible. And that is my anti-alcohol PSA. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, but you know, you know, it's like it's it's a shame that that's what we've got, um, and we don't have much else in the way of rites of passage for you are now a grown up. It's true. You're allowed to drink. You're allowed to drink. Yeah, now. I don't know. I think you're allowed to drink alcohol now. Now you're big. Now you're grown up. Now you're a big girl. <laughs> so, <laughs> my daughter strives to be a big girl. When I'm a big girl, mummy, mummy, when I'm a big girl, can I? No. <laughs> what are um, acceptable? You're never going to mm. be allowed. What are, what are, you're never going to be a big girl if you just threatened your child with what? Um, well, so. I'm never going to. Well, like, every time, every time I, look, I look at it, because it, there's lots of little children in the park, yeah. six, seven, with mobile phones. And I'm like, look around you now, just so that you register it in your brain now. You're not getting a phone until you're 14, okay? Ooh, <laughs> 14? Like, that's what I'm going for at the moment. Oh my goodness! Um, you'll, uh, you'll, uh, if you don't have a, ch if your child does not have a GPS tracker on them before 14, I'm, I'll be amazed. It's not what a mobile phone is now; it's just a tracker <laughs> for your child. Like, you will leave fine yeah, friends well, turned on. <laughs> yes. To, to, but um, so, what you know? What are the, the like the, the unacceptable? Childish behaviours, like I don't know, like it's what, what, when, when run, running to the shops, <laughs> running to the shops. You're not allowed to run when you're a grown up, aren't you? It's oh, just, no. it not, you know, like not if you're you've dressed in your pro on. proper civvies, if you've got if you've got your PE kit on, then yeah. you can run. But if you're okay. not wearing your PE kit, you're right. not allowed to run. No, are you? Uh, you just look like a crazy person. Yeah, Why is that person murderer. running to the shop in her <laughs> <Mugger>. sandals? <laughs> yeah, weirdo. I, I, I used to always get home from school, and then our road was like a cul-de-sac, so I'd always uh, just run the last bit because no one could see. Like, but I would have happily just run a lot more of that trip if I. Didn't have to worry about being seen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why, why aren't you allowed to run? Why? I, I mean, again, I don't know. You're not allowed to run. I do play like I play in the sea. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I don't. I, I think the, 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 there is a bit of. I care less and less. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm oh, trying to find this balance between not embarrassing my child. <laughs> it's like you know um what do you do? you know like yeah yeah because there's going to come a point where she's like i don't want you to do that mommy because that's weird and no one else's mum does that but then also <laughs> i still at the moment she's four so she doesn't care that much yeah <laughs> as long as i'm wearing a pretty dress okay <laughs> but that's that's in, that's just made me think like is there like a hump of maximum seriousness and then as you get older you sort of stop to care quite so much about all of those things that you get really fixated on in your 20s and third like particularly 20s you like you talk to a 26 year old and they're obs like they just i mean maybe this is um, anecdotal evidence but there's this like is this is that the right thing to say am I, is that right am i am i saying the right thing um, um uh, is my belief acceptable uh, am i doing the yeah. right thing am i fitting in correctly am i doing like this utter anxiety about whether they're sort of conforming and then i guess as you get a bit older you start to get some confidence in okay no i think this is right this is wrong i know where i am um but yeah. maybe the fact that that maybe it is more of like as you get older you get to be more childish again 
because you've you've reached and so you're I mean I hate to break it to you but I mean I'm sure you're gonna embarrass your child in so many ways that you can't even imagine oh yeah Um, I mean that's part (laughs) of my job isn't it yeah I mean it's and it's like would you be as embarrassing if you were like you know 15 years younger does does I wonder if what 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 that looks like is there is there can you plot this on a curve and see are younger parents less embarrassing because they've stopped caring so much about all the things that we're supposed to care about um anyway that's a scientific experiment (laughs) for someone out there the um but i think but this inter- this idea of growing up and play so you have mm. also made me think about this um there's something about pointlessness and purpose mm. like my sister's just finished this law degree mm. and everybody keeps asking her what she's going to do with it yeah, right. like, well, you know like why did you do that and i and i and i've been on the on the on the side of it doesn't matter you've learnt loads you've enjoyed yourself it was hard work you've achieved blah 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 you know who cares yeah. it all come in you will use it we use everything we learn in one way or another mm. and um i mean she's continuing to the next stage of development towards being some you know lawyery person yeah. i when i say lawyer people go what you mean solicitor and i'm like i, I genuinely don't know the difference <laughs> anyway somebody who does something yeah. professionally in the law department um she is pursuing, but I'm like, I mean, does everything need to have some aim? Yeah. Like, can't like, we just do it and enjoy it? And and maybe playing as a grown-up is learning something sometimes as well. Yeah, well, I think that's Something what, that maybe has no purpose. It's very enjoyable I wanna, to I learn I wish I could something. crochet. You wish you could, well, it's... Very. Hey, you need to take the first step um, and <laughs> get a crochet pattern and a hook. Um, yeah. yeah. I've got so I, many. I don't really want to... I've tr- thought about it. Look at this crocheted mushroom. I'll, I'll leave that to Sharon. She can send me a crocheted mushroom. I want one. You can look at development as your responsibilities, as like you've already said, like as you're very young, your your job is to learn English and <laughs> just play and just but you like do all of out, those things you know, through playing exactly yeah. um, and then your job is to learn things at school and then your job becomes your job <laughs> yeah which is somehow we have defined work i mean we've had this whole thing you know workers play it's like Yes, if you're very lucky, you can make a living as a beatboxer and just make silly noises with your mouth and, you know, how cool is that? Mm. But sometimes you need... You also need different forms of play. Like, you know, sometimes you might be playing at making an app, but sometimes you might just be playing your piano and that's cool. Yeah. And both of those are equally valid, I think, Yeah. Some to a are, point. Some people are a lot, a lot more comfortable playing. I, I think there's a... There's, there's, um, there's procrastination as play like play as procrastination as well which is not like where but then I think it's hard to play play when you have something you know you should be doing I'm supposed to be writing a book but I've just spent eight hours playing Minecraft that's not me that's Dan Harmon yeah I don't know about computer games I don't Um, you know like you've already mentioned it but that thing that you were saying about like playing a formal game yeah because they're kind of designed to draw you in aren't they whereas a game of your own invention like playing you know playing some music or, or, or throwing a ball against the wall because actually do you know what 
it, that is still quite satisfying. You know, bouncing a tennis ball and catching it is still fun when you're 45, four, how old am I? 44. You're still 44 <laughs> for a bit longer. But, you know, it's like, it's still fun. It's still fun to play games. I think the success of Minecraft is that it's not a structured game at all. It's like, here is a world... What do you want to do? So people make up games within Minecraft and play the games in in that sort of virtual space. So that versus... So I've had... Um, I'm going to tie this back to two bosses I've had in recent years who have sort of, uh, you know, admitted... <laughs> I've, I've found out they play a game. And the difference in respect I have for the different ones based on the game itself. And one was like... One boss was like this guy that... I heard that he'd queued up from like four in the morning for the new World of Warcraft game. And I was like, I mean, if I if my respect for you wasn't high before. That's really like a nail in the coffin of me being able to take you seriously. <laughs> Whereas uh, and a guy I was working that who was sort of managing me recently has has um, was telling me about his Minecraft mod. Um, so, <laughs> sort of like, so I was like asking, well, what you know, what's it do? What's this? And uh, like, but that there is, it takes something to admit that you um, like a game, that you like doing something that's for kids. It takes, I don't know, it takes, it's like you turn it into. So you can either turn it into a very serious activity and it's so important that I have to queue from four o'clock in the morning and get the newest content. Or you can just be cool and just be like, I just, yeah, I like doing this. I like Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> I'm going to go on about Rubik's Cubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there's there's something about, but I, I suppose what maybe where I'm ambling to with this line of thinking is that turning play Turning something that should be play into something serious is a thing that certainly men like to do and certainly I like to do. I can't help myself yeah, doing it sometimes. I have to make... No, if I'm serious about music, I must not enjoy it. Or yeah, whatever I think it is. That's de- uh, but I think that I often refer that to... The- refer to that as the protestant work ethic there's this kind of like work is something that you have to do and it's punishment and actually (laughs) it's not (laughs) it's like you know the 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 this kind of like making it all very serious and it can't be serious like you can have a lot of fun doing jobs you know chores around the house like you brought up the laundry thing and all you know you can have it's it's, so it's a I bit think, of an. Uh... I think growing up is is like the the poisonous part of the sort of cultural idea of growing up is that it's it's basically a narrowing of your um, options. Uh, well, a narrowing <laughs> of your just what's the word I'm looking for horizons. Like you've got to narrow your horizons right down to yeah. one thing that has to be very grey and involves a cubicle and not being happy. That's now you've grown up. And you're, no, you've got to grow no. up and stop trying to be happy. Like, this is yeah. a narrative that is ruining lives <laughs> all the time because there is no it reason is. that... And, and also the capitalist, the poisonous capitalist force of the more meaning you find in your work, the less it can get away with paying you. So, yeah, 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 like, yeah. it just incentivizes meaningless, well-paid jobs over meaningful, 
work um which you yeah. know we've not so just like grow up and stop so but th- but then like where does that uh grow up and do something you hate fit into i well i want to be a nurse like you don't think about it in terms of grow up or don't grow up so much you think of that more in terms of sacrifice yourself to the well i think it's more of a it is more of a calling i think to I think there's a there's a there must be like in any in these sort of caring professions there's going to be a number of people who do it because it's a safe job and there's always going to be work yeah. and blah, 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 with like that nursing thing. Um, so my mum said when she went to see the careers advisor at school it was like you can be a teacher a nurse or a secretary those were her three <laughs> <laughs> suggestions and it's like so my mum became a teacher but they but you know it's that sort of uh, so there will be a touch of that they'll be like in the you know in many developing societies I don't know if it's true for most British parents but you know they want their child to be a you know a, a doctor an engineer or a lawyer yeah the Balkans certainly falls into that category still mm. so there's that element of nursery doctorate but then there's people who just that's what they want to do and they're not doing yeah. it particularly because it it will or won't make them money. It's because yeah. that's what they feel compelled to do in life. I suppose, you know, I but don't what's, know. What is that's... ironic is now, like, is that a lot more jobs uh, exist in the sort of frivolous content creation than, than in yeah. those old professions. It's and, probably and, harder yeah. to get paid anything decent for them. But, you know, like, pe- the world is, people are desperate for someone that can just think like a child, think playfully, kind of give their horrible business a sort of nice face like that's such a valuable yeah, yeah, thing yeah. now and it is just it doesn't fall into the category of serious profession at all but it's it's become much more important no. now um but that question of what are you going to be when you grow up yeah, I don't know. apparently depressingly the answer at the moment most children give is a youtuber <laughs> right <laughs> well, youtuber I mean... has overtaken astronaut uh, shit, I'm trying to be a YouTuber. Well, kind of. Um, well, I mean, maybe they just like unboxing things. And no, no, look, look, look. YouTuber just means you do something you're passionate about and talk to people about it, right? So, YouTuber, you still have to do something have on YouTube. You still have to be interested in something. But I, I can yeah, see why yeah, people yeah. would say that. But like, yeah, there is all like play games for a living. Is is a weird thing that that exist but like we don't have any problem paying sports stars like thinking about sports no, stars no, 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 as legitimate no. celebrities that are, deserve lots of money so why should we uh, yeah. look down on youtubers who play you know binding of isaac um ten, ten you know every day no 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 i agree um, but yeah we've i'm sure we've talked about that before but like i i don't so i don't necessarily think that's depressing i think that's like oh, i would like to remain interested and get rich everyone's like everyone's there's always this thing like if i want to do something that makes me loads of money but i always like when i was a kid i was like i want to have a toy shop so i can have all the transformers you know that was like my mentality (laughs) as a child and i'm going to play with them i won't play with all of them but you know i just wanted like i wanted my job to be the thing that i was most obsessed with yeah, most into yeah, yeah 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 but also there was Nothing. a yeah like this would give me access to transformers so that's the job that i wanted to <laughs> <laughs> or just like you don't really um you don't really know what's available as well like you know, like at school they're not very good at like making you realize that this so i i you know i didn't 
realized that I could even make a living in like doing what I, you know, do like the, the web development type stuff, like software development things. I didn't really understand that that was a thing. And then, oh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. But then I don't think your teachers did either. No. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, at school, certainly not. But um, But, it took me seeing someone doing a job with flow that was earning lots of money to go, oh, I could do a thing that has flow and earn lots of money too. And that's what kind of made me, you know, sort of uh, jump into something that was um, lucrative. Um, and probably a lot less clock watching than I was used to as well. Yeah. I definitely jumped from engineering to programming because the wages were loads higher. Mm. You know, I did the first couple of years out of university, still engineering-y, and then I was yeah. like, <laughs> I just got myself a £6,000 pay rise. Yeah. I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did have that moment of like, oh, I've got this new job. I'm earning four times as much money. And now my uh, little room in a house share is running out of space for drum kits and such like. <laughs> you know, it's like I guess I need to find somewhere bigger. Um, thus the middle class trap snapped yeah. shut. <laughs> if only I'd known <laughs> to stay there for a few more years, <laughs> a couple more years, not buy so much stuff. And then... It's been a whole different story. I don't know. I um, think this story is pretty good. I don't mind. But this sort of setting aside time for play... Yes. But I think it's also setting aside time to, like, not do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's the same thing, I think, in the context that you're thinking about. When you said, oh, I might, you know, play my keyboard or I might... Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to, for half an hour, you know, I'm not really going to do anything yeah and growing up is this idea why, well why are you doing that how's that going to make you a pound yeah, how many yeah. pounds is that going to make you why are you doing this why are you doing this and then so many luminaries so many successful people are always telling us you don't always know in advance why you're doing something so you have to follow those passions you have to play you have to sort of do things that you don't know why you're doing them i, I don't know but it is very much like i just uh, grown-ups are supposed to know exactly why they're doing everything they're doing or they're not real grown-ups, yeah, yeah. Um, which is well, very unreasonable. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's this kind of know. irresponsible word gets thrown at you. Right. It's like, uh, like uh, you know, if you're, if you're not doing that, especially once you have offspring mm. and then it's, you're, one is obliged to explain oneself more. <laughs> so well, it's, a, it's a, you know, or people, people feel... That they are allowed to judge you more. It's <laughs> like, well, but you are a parent. I wouldn't do that. I mean, you know, we've all got what different... are they? Why are you getting judged for doing as a parent? Well, all sorts of like that woman. I mean, in the most extreme case, how dare you be on benefits when you have a child? You should pull right. yourself up yeah. by your bootstraps and sort your shit out and not be so feckless. The woman used the word feckless, right? Sure. Which it's a massive judgment. Yeah. But then even like. Uh, parent to parent there's no you know like you're in the park you're watching people it's like um, do you want me to pick your child up again yeah. <laughs> while, you, while you're on your mobile phone mm. and then, you know and I'm very oh, I'm terribly judgy about people who come and sit in the park on their phone mm. phone away play with your child play time now. Right. You're so, here. so you're um, saying you're so the judge kind of, more than the I am a judge of that 100% <laughs> I try really hard like going oh but you know I do blah, 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 but I'm like put your phone away but then there's things like people do now well what do you mean so you you might not be sending her to school in September no 
She's four and a half. She's going to be four and a half in September. She does not need to go to school. Mm. Yeah, but what what about like uh, losing her space in a school? Well, we'll deal with that when, <laughs> as and when. But right now, I think the best thing for her is to run around a village playing football mm. and jumping in and out of the sea and mm. learning Croatian. And, you know, that's what she's doing. Yeah. And it's brilliant to watch. So um, so it's those, those kind of judgy things. Like, oh, what do you mean you haven't got a proper job? Right. You, what, you're both freelancers. What? How does that work? <laughs> well, how, what, well, how are you making a living? what you know it's all that yeah. kind of it's like crap. people underestimate I mean, it's like yeah i'm i'm in charge of how much i care about looking after my child yours is probably not going to be quite on my level right like <laughs> i am probably the one that is gonna i don't know i yeah, just yeah, always yeah. can't i just think back to like a lot of my thinking comes back to louis ck but um just hearing about he, he's like he was like 42 or 41 or something and then had a kid and that was the thing that really propelled him to sort of really sort his routine out or whatever and actually that's when he sort of started to make it as a comedian properly i mean he'd always been working and but that was where he really yeah, managed yeah. to break through somehow and it's like it doesn't really matter whether it's a proper job or not like the fact that you are now responsible for a child will propel you to kind of yeah, yeah it's yeah, going to yeah. cut out some slack but also I, I guess it sounds like you then you get your play a lot more play at the same time so it sounds win-win to me so far don't know well i think i'm i can i thoroughly recommend it mm. but then i'm in a glorious position of being able to earn money without having to work 80 hours a week yeah so well. you know i can feed and clothe my child and put a roof over her head um so you know that i mean that's the minimum as soon as you've achieved that then you can play yeah um, but the other other in- indicator of grown-upness is like coming home from the beach but Ooh, it, but everyone's tired and everyone's hungry but it's your job to make the snacks because <laughs> you're, right, right, you're right. the grown-up <laughs> Um, I d- I d- can I just kind of <laughs> rewind back to that uh, throwaway statement that you're not allowed to play until you're you've paid the bills? Because well, that, is that a no, false economy? True. Like, is that a, like I think if you if you could get so tunnel vision, if you never allow yourself to just kind of step back and like even if you're not working, I think it's yeah. like for me right now, it's like I'm in that kind of situation. It's like I do not know how where any money is coming from yet like maybe a hundred pounds from apple like <laughs> at the start of next month like uh, okay oh yeah like, that do you was know a what i mean do you state. know what i mean like i i know I, 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 so like i i am very much sort of in danger of slipping into that mindset of not allowing myself to play unless yeah, my yeah. basic requirements are covered but i think actually playing will allow me to do more things that will help me sort of see because it's just that thing of like I'm going to sit down, I'm not going to leave my desk all day, but like you just leave your desk for five minutes and you have like that lateral thought that means that you're not going to just yeah, kind yeah. of go down that tunnel, ra- okay. wrong rabbit hole. Okay, right? well, Michael, Michael, thank you for challenging me no, on my throwaway comments. <laughs> I, I think it was rewind. good because actually, I think, I think, um, I didn't really, I, I think I was you, off the back of your Louis C.K. example. Yeah. Be, having this responsibility for somebody who cannot care for themselves 
it does is this is a sort of it's a great source of concern and sleepless nights and all those kind of things like oh my god how am I going to achieve these basic I've got to keep the it starts with is it breathing I promise you like every five minutes <laughs> oh, is it breathing is it breathing and then it's like is it oh my god it's what is it eating is it eating is it eating the right thing I'm, I've, we've managed to keep yeah, the baby yeah. alive for another day <laughs> woo you know it really is I, I was like proud of myself for keeping a child alive for an hour I was like oh my god is it going to be okay What's going to, anything yeah, exactly. can happen at any so it's, moment so it's, like, just, it's absolutely a constant source of anxiety that you have to learn to live with and have to learn to place but in the same way and I think this is one thing my parents did do for me is they did still play it doesn't matter what was going on in their lives they took the time to play with us yeah 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 and I think there has to be that bit. I so so, but I but I'm and I don't think this is true just of parents because everyone goes well as a parent and as a mother. Uh, I don't really. Mean, I'm just I'm just trying to kind of. I've got I don't I've know, awakened this is my, emphatic Ivanka with my uh, challenge. I've got my wavy week. hands up. <laughs> there's that. There's <laughs> no, the sort of hardness right of the voices me. come in. When <laughs> Look, listen, everybody, no. we're not telling you off. Ivanka's not telling you off. Just me for some reason. I don't know why I said. I was just like trying to protect my own sanity. Not, I'm not telling you off. I'm not going <laughs> to. But I think the that the the this is where, and I think the, I'm I'm what what your challenge has made me do yeah. is realise the moments where. I teeter towards that woman who's saying, no, feckless parents shouldn't get help. You right. know, it's not that I literally teeter towards them, but I think there's something inside all of us that says, well, hang on a minute. How can you, you know, what are you doing down the pub spending yeah. that much money? Or what are you doing with a yeah. cigarette in your hand? Or what are you doing with those yeah. things when you've got responsibilities? Yeah. And, and I think that everybody, no matter their circumstances, has a right to time off and play. <laughs> In conclusion, I've now come to a, a self-realization of what I believe is a human right. Yeah. And I think a human right to playfulness is uh, yeah, crucial and these, to our survival. These, these conservatives that will point at people in poverty and and it's like you're they're not allowed to play. But don't you have a holiday every weekend? No. Don't you go on weekend breaks every week? Why aren't they allowed to relax ever? Like that's uh, that's yeah. a yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it's a shame that. I, you know, relaxing gets coded as I'm going to do the thing that messes my brain up so I couldn't work right now even if I wanted to. Like, it's a shame. And I think that's that was the trap that I fell into for a long time was that play was smashing that bit of my brain up so that I didn't really have my faculties anymore. So that that was, yeah. that was how a lot of us play in this world. And it's not... I can recommend alternatives. <laughs> like, we don't need to do that. But I think that's... How I the the I think that's a separate point, mm. like what we consider to be play. Because I, I read mm. this other interview with uh, a father and son, grown grown up father and son, who yeah. had lived on a beach in Hastings. They'd been homeless, living on a beach in Hastings yeah. for a number of months. I don't know if you came across your social media feed, no. um, but the dad had basically been a caretaker, earning nine grand a year, so not a great amount of money. But there was some accommodation involved, and then the he lost his job because mm. the football club got bought. Anyway, his son and he ended up as a tent being their option for accommodation. Right. And he said, he said, 
And yeah, we did go to the pub and people might judge us, but it was warm. And that's where we found out about a lot of work. Yeah. So, you so know, it's like, because he, he sort of felt. Yeah, but you still got to like, it's still always got to be put back into t- into terms of, well, but it did have a measurable benefit. <laughs> I am allowed yeah, to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, I must yeah. defend I am, it in I terms allowed, of being able to yeah, find yeah, a job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, and I was like, actually, what stood out in that article to me was this bit where he was like, and, and people may say that the, the, what was I doing in the pub when mm. I was in such t- dire circumstances? But it's like humans need they (laughs) astronauts. They need eight hours sleep, eight hours work, eight hours play. Right? Like that's that's just a human need. Um, But here's 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 a campaign I would like to launch as we finish up this episode. Is um, I I mean, and this isn't this is probably more from me than you. But wouldn't it be nice if we could be more accepting of childish play instead of feeling like as soon as we turn eighteen, only grown-up play aka yeah. drug abuse is ex- an acceptable form of play like let's let people do more childish play and actually that would probably help the people that are wasting like loads of money in the pub just let them like muck about and, and do silly stuff without feeling like well you could be working right now um i mean what you're really saying is more fart jokes more fa- i mean <laughs> so many fart jokes in my house it's just oppressive sometimes i think every house <laughs> i think that's the truth this is the bit we all hide from each other as we're grown-ups that every house every healthy household in the universe is fueled by fart jokes just fueled by fart jokes just fueled by fart jokes just does not stop cross-generational, cross-generational. it just works <laughs> and there we it's have inclusive. it <laughs> inclusive and that my friends It's the the life philosophy from Michael and Ivanka. There you go. More Bart jokes. All right. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) If you like the podcast, you can go to grandpodcast.com or just keep listening. Every, you know, it's every week. We do it every week. Imagine that. Sustaining that. This is like our 90th episode recording. Can you imagine doing something 90 times? Um, so, 90 hours of me talking about things on the internet. That's got to come back and. Anyway. Um, where can people. <laughs> I where can, wonder about that. <laughs> where else can people find you, Ivanka, other than this podcast? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. You can find me at microforestmusic.com and keep track of my app progress, maybe. I don't know. It's a really old website, goodtohear.co.uk. That's what I'm focused on at the moment. Bit of blank state. New video coming out to save the environment. Might, might be out by now. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. We don't know. It's waiting for reviews. Um, and then maybe we'll get some momentum behind saving the world in that regard and some Patreon support and things. I'm, anyway, um, so there's that. If you want to just support the podcast directly with money, that's the easiest thing to do, isn't it? All this sharing and showing that you like something, that sounds like a lot. But dollar a month on Patreon? Dead no one easy. has to know. No one has to find out. <laughs> And then we get to feel buoyed. You get to add a bit of social proof to our Patreon. We thank our Sharon and we thank our Annette. And you can have your name in this list. Just, you know, you could be the third name. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but if that's not your thing, what do you reckon, Ivanka? Uh, if you could write us some ratings and reviews on any platform that you listen to this delightful podcast on, um, then that would be simply marvellous and would help us a lot. 
and tell your uh, friends. Thank you. Thank and just thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Arrivederci. Bye. Oh.